0: Hey, girl. Hey, it's Casey Thompson. And welcome to the Hitched Bitch podcast. Today, I have a very special guest uh, with me. And she's one of the experts that's featured in my upcoming book. And her name is Latrice Wosu. So without further ado, hey, girl, hey, Welcome. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Casey. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us um, for this um, episode of The Hitch Bitch. Um, what I wanted to do is I feel like I know you, um, but our audience doesn't know you. So, um you know, do you mind taking a couple minutes just to kind of share um, your background, who you are, how you got into what you're doing, um, and what they can kind of expect from our, our discussion?
1: Okay. So thank you for having me. And so my name is Latrice Wosu. I have a master's in uh, couple and family therapy and a bachelor's in psychology. So I've been doing a lot of work with relationships. And so that's kind of, I stumbled upon connecting to love Um which is a re- relationship consulting agency where I help individuals and couples just discover uh, how to reconnect to love, how to reconnect to um, being in a, a healthy relationship. And that's the most important thing in connecting to love is healthy relationships. So relationship with yourself and relationship with your spouse or you know, anybody important to you. And so, right now, I'm the relationship specialist and the founder of that, of Connecting to Love. I'm also a resident therapist at the Relationship Center at East Beach in Norfolk, Virginia. So, I do all of the telecounseling there. Um, and, like I said, I've been working on relationships for over 10 years now. And so, it started out with Juveniles and their families, and then it started out with, then it moved to families, and then it moved to couples, and then it moved to, you know, individuals in a relational sense and couples. And I love every ounce of it because healthy relationships equal a healthy life. And so, and I want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I want everyone to be happy and healthy. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes. No, thank you so much for that. Okay, so one of the things you just um, mentioned was you, it sounded like, if I'm understanding you correctly, some virtual counseling out of Norfolk, Virginia. Is that, that's correct?
1: Right. So I see okay. couples and some men, and I address some mental health issues in uh, Norfolk, but in general, Connecting to Love does a lot. All of the consulting is um, at the comfort of their own home via um, tele communication. So um, I do a lot of Skype work uh, with Zoom, things like that. But um, and it's just and that's the beauty of it. It's so easy. And, and and you're comfortable at home. I don't you don't have to worry about leaving um, in bad weather or anything like that. Or even just, you know, when you say I'm, I'm tired, I don't feel like driving out to a place. Yeah. So I've created it so that it's easy Um, and it takes out all of the factors, well, some of the factors of, uh, not being able to address some, some unhealthy issues.
0: No, definitely. So, so if you hear that ladies, that means you can be anywhere in the United States of America. Hey, I'll even put you abroad a little bit, but
1: I I do have some international clients. So so it actually works too. So.
0: That's right. So we can have you LA girls, to you Brooklyn girls, to you down South Houston girls, to the Midwest, you know, we'll give a shout out to Detroit. Um, a little bit of Chicago. So, so she's everywhere. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> so that's great. Um, all right. So let, let's get into um, talking a little bit about why relationship um, counseling and consulting um, is important, um, especially um, since a lot of my audience, a lot of them um, are certainly dating. Some of their, some of them have recently gotten engaged. So why is it so important early on? A lot of people kind of feel like, Like they don't really need the premarital counseling or the counseling kind of comes after if they're having issues in their marriage. Um, So so what are your thoughts as the expert here in terms of why that's important?
1: Well, it's definitely important. One, at the Connecting to Love, we do a lot of, um, I teach a lot about self-care. And in the dating phase, it's about self-discovery, right? You're trying to discover who am I, why am I dating? You know, what does dating mean to me? What type of marriage I want? You know, think what type of partner do I want in that marriage? And so um, relationship consulting helps sift through all of that. Um, And the most important key is actually knowing who you are before you get into a relationship. Because sometimes when you're in serious relationships, um, you hear often, I lost myself. And I, yeah. I tend to think that they never knew themselves in the beginning anyway.
0: And Honey, so, preach, <laughs> preach. Okay.
1: So it's easy to lose yourself if you didn't know who you are. And so um, what relationship consulting does is it helps you discover who you are before you get into the relationship, before you add on the title of wife or significant other or anything like that. So um, and then you can. You'll know who you are, and then when you shift into that title, you can still bring your essence, the complete essence of who you are, but you're no longer the girlfriend, Um, you're now the wife, so...
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, I, I would love for us to dig a little bit deeper into losing oneself, because I've heard this on a couple of fronts, and I've had some great discussions online um, with women um, from a social media perspective, where a lot of the women, they're, they're super smart, they're beautiful, they're very successful. Um, and they're so afraid to even pursue the path of marriage, because they're afraid they're going to lose themselves. So that That's like one angle. Then the other angle I've been um, observing is I've got a lot of close girlfriends and acquaintances that have been married for quite some time. And they literally are like, I don't even know who I am you know, some of them are moms, some of them might just, you know, it just might be them and their significant other. And they're literally like, they felt like they lost themselves. So it's definitely these drastic ends of the spectrum. So um, I definitely want to put that on um, your radar for us to talk about too. But before we do that, I think um, maybe kind of defining for the audience what self-love is and what self-awareness is. And then maybe we can kind of tie it back to how women kind of feel like they are, they're losing themselves.
1: Yeah. yeah. So basically self-love is the ability to consciously and subconsciously prioritize yourself as important. So a lot of times we get into these um, roles and we put ourselves on the back burner because of these roles So as a mom, as a wife, and so we want to make sure everyone is taken care of. And then by time it's, we're able to take care of ourselves. We're drained, we're tired and Mm -hmm. you lose yourself because you haven't prioritized all the things that were the other things that were important to you. And those roles are, are just as important. Um, It's just that they're in the, the energy and the time and the space to, put into yourself is actually depleted and so self-love is to make sure that you're figuring out a way to balance um that time and make sure that you're also taking care of yourself you're also showing yourself the love and care that you're showing all the other people that you're pouring into
0: Mm, no that 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 that's really good um so also, so I guess segueing back into the the losing of oneself um why is it important for women to to really carve out that time, whether they're single, whether they're married, and I know you mentioned that you know we play so many roles. We're sisters, we're moms, we're wives, we're working women. Um, Why is that that so important, especially as it ties back to, you know, keeping that identity, but also being a part of a healthy relationship?
1: Well, also self-love ties into self-awareness. And when you're aware of yourself, right, you're aware of your emotions, you're aware of your thoughts, behaviors, then you're also... very aware of how all of those things impact your interactions with others mm-hmm. yourself and the outside world
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: when you have lost yourself you no longer know how to gauge your thoughts emotions and behaviors clearly because you're just in robot mode you're in autopilot robot mode and you're just doing 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 and giving and you no longer have a space to to recognize like wow this is really draining me oh my goodness i need to recenter myself so i can give to others or just be happy with myself because a lot of times once you deplete all of your giving energy you're no longer happy with yourself. You're no longer happy with who you are, what you became, and mm-hmm. all these things. And then one day you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't even know what I, I don't know what happened to me. And that is, I've seen so many couples and it's so sad that they are just like, you know what, we woke up 10 years later and I don't know what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's because of that. No one is Prioritizing themselves, and this isn't saying you know always putting yourself first. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. But it's learning how to establish boundaries. It's learning how to establish routine. It's learning how to recenter yourself. Um, because again, giving to others will take you to a place of <laughs> you're so unbalanced that you just. You don't know, right? A lot of times wives and girlfriends or just people are just like, you know, I've been drained. I don't feel motivated. And it's usually generally yeah. connected to losing yourself and not creating a space of prioritizing, you know, what you need emotionally, mentally, physically, even spiritually.
0: Right, right. No, th- this is great. Now, now, one of the things that um, I also preach to um this particular audience is that you know part of the hitch bitch movement is is really redefining how we approach relationships. It's really tapping that inner bitch. But again, I use bitch in the term of of a sense of empowerment where we feel strong enough, we feel bold enough, we feel confident enough to say, "You know, I am important." I need this because this is going to make me happy and if I'm happy, then those around me, whether it's husband, boyfriend, fiance, children, um, everyone else around me is going to happy is going to be happy and benefit from that. So um, you know that's something that I'm I'm constantly preaching. Um, but again, I think that it's so tricky because, um, As I'd mentioned, you know, you've got a lot of women who are super independent Mm -hmm. and they're just like, I don't know if I, I just don't want to risk losing myself. Mm -hmm. Then you've got those that are married, like you said, they wake up 10 years later and they're like, what happened? Um, So saying all this to say, do you feel or do you think um, that kind of working on yourself, the self-love and self-awareness aspect is that something that a woman needs to do, to do by herself? Is that something that she should be doing with her partner? Um, what, what's the best way to kind of uh, approach um, tackling this?
1: Self-love is a, an independent solo journey. And I think it's very important to, to go about that journey very um, Alone first. So it's really learning how to um, spend quality time alone and not just like, oh, you know, I go shopping by myself. But no, like time that is spent um, to restore you. Right, so some people I have I met it's it varies, right? There's someone who just loves to read, and so there's I've know someone who's like I just walk through the bookstore and just Mm -hmm. smell books and I feel better. Mm -hmm. And some people are just like you know what I like coffee and tea, so I go to these stores and I just you know I just try new coffees and teas. So it's just about finding a space that's only yours and you know recentering but then it's also trying new things on your own and taking you out of your comfort zone so that mm-hmm. you can learn new aspects of yourself as well because when you become when you jump into these roles you start learning new parts of you in that role right when right. we do things new as a part in a in a marriage you start learning yourself as a wife right and so if you learn some things or do some things on your own, then you discover this is who I am as an individual that is a part of this, this, this whole as a couple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important. So if you're in a relationship, I also think it's important to, you know, share some of these discoveries with your partner. Right. Okay. And and share like, hey, you know, I'm going on this you know, whatever this trip is or whatever, and I would love your support in this because self-discovery when you're in a partnership, it, it, it requires some form of communication, transparency. And mm-hmm, I, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like I lost myself and it's all because of marriage, but more saying, you know, I, I want to try different things in my own space. You know, I want to try some new things because I want to find, you know, where I am now. Who am I now? And how does this require? And it doesn't mean I've left the relationship. It doesn't mean I don't want to be in a relationship. It means I want to be a better me for this relationship.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, This leads me to another question. Um, So for for women that have been married for a little bit of time, um, those and those that might you know, be listening that feel like they've lost themselves or maybe have a girlfriend that kind of shares that they're losing themselves. Is it, is it, is there ever a point where it's too late in a relationship to kind of pull back? Like, you know, if you're three, four, 10 years on down the road, is it too late for someone to say, okay, let me go to my husband and say, you know what, I really need to have, you know, a day just with my girlfriends, or I really need to make sure that I'm carving out time every day for me to go to, you know, work out or do yoga or like you mentioned, go to the bookstore. Um, is there any point where you it's just kind of I don't want to say a lost cause, but it's a little bit more tricky to, to pull things back and communicate what your needs are.
1: Yeah, that I mean it is very difficult once because as couples we have, um, we have routines mm-hmm. and that helps the relationship move in autopilot. That's why when couples say I woke up 10 years ago, like 10 years later and we're here. Um, so it takes one person to say, we got to wake up. We have to be present and having that difficult conversation and saying, and you never know if you, you have the conversation like, you know, this is moving in a way that, you know, I feel like you know i don't i didn't do the same things that i used to do before or when we were younger or whatever and you may find out that your partner feels the same way yeah and so this and so it's important to have these this, these type of discussions because one um any type of uncomfortable conversation that a couple can have and work through it together actually strengthens the relationship and two um it's it just helps understand, and, and that's another form of self-love, is saying, hey, I need this.
0: Yeah, yeah, no.
1: for that's your great. needs. I need this, and I would love your support in this.
0: Um, do you think that maybe some women have a challenge or a hard time doing that because they might feel like they have a sense of guilt? Like if they don't see maybe their husband, you know, Going out and doing things that they may feel like, well, geez, you know, he's not doing this. So maybe I should just kind of sit back and we'll just kind of suffer together. Do you think there's ever any of that level of guilt or do you think it's just solely on, you know, oneself
1: no,
0: in terms I, of thoughts?
1: I do think there is a guilt, right? Because you've all this time, you've put so much time into these roles, into these people that you love. And now all of a sudden, you're taking some time out to yourself. That That's what makes people stop doing the self-growth and self-discovery and self-love journey because of the guilt. And it would be helpful with the, the support of the partner to say, you know what? Don't worry about it. We got it. We'll be okay these three hours you're gone or the hour that you're gone. We're okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be very helpful to have the support of the partner. And if you don't have the support of your partner in that sense, the verbal part, but they're, you know, taking care and they're managing without you, then you go and you just constantly tell yourself, they'll survive for an hour. They'll, yeah.
0: they'll
1: it'll be okay.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: if things are a shamble when they when I get back, then at least right now I have this time right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I think a lot of the women are that I've spoken with and that I've interviewed. I think they're afraid of if their partner is not supportive. Like, what's going to be following them on the other side? So that those are for that's you know my angle for women that um, might currently be married, but for those women that are dating, um, or even recently engaged, I think about. You know, as you're dating these different men, you know, really being able to kind of focus in on their different traits and qualities, because in my opinion, I don't think anybody just changes overnight. I certainly think that a man is going to show you who he is up front. It's just for us to really see, you know, those true signs. So, saying all that to say, You know, if you've got a man that is super supportive of you and is okay with you going to the bookstore, doing coffee, doing yoga, you know, carving out that time um, early on, it seems like that would also potentially carry over into the marriage. But it seems like there's also those times where, you know, our roles do change. Once you get married, you might become a mom, you know, you might have a really demanding job, you know, so there are those different expectations. So um, given the the ever-changing environment, what are some of the things that you think women can kind of do early on to kind of scope out if this guy is really going to allow her to be herself and if she's going to kind of be confident enough to kind of speak out? Um, in terms of what she's going to need, not just during that dating phase, but once she gets engaged and once she gets married?
1: I think the most important thing is once you've established yourself and you're grounded in your self-love and self-awareness, you're actually more um, confident to share your needs and wants. Um, And when you have a partner and you've shared your needs and wants and they're not supportive of it, right then and there, your body is going to tell you your heart is going to tell you this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And you're either going to share it with them and say, hey, you know, I've expressed my needs and my wants and yeah. clearly dismissed it. And that's not something that I'm OK with. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can and they can, you know, oblige or they can say, you know what, you're right. And they can leave. And I always think when you're I always believe when you're grounded in who you are, if they leave, then you're okay with that because you want someone who's going to love you the same way you love yourself if not more. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very, very true. Absolutely.
1: It's is it's really about being grounded in yourself and being confident to share your wants and needs and I know that takes a lot. Even if it's something you haven't been doing before, you know, marriage, and learning how to do it um while in the marriage, it's still important to express that and, and, and be grounded in that. And, and it's, it's hard if you don't have a supportive partner, when, you know, because now you're changing the dynamics. Yeah. But it can be done. And again, uh, we always find out who's there for us when we're able to express our needs and wants clearly and concisely. And then that person is able to express themselves clearly and concisely and you figure out what's best for the two of you.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. Do you think, um, I hear self-love so much with women. I never hear it with men, but maybe I'm just tuning it out. Um, do you guys ever focus on, self-love or is that just kind of like a, is that just kind of like a girl thing Um that we I do?
1: Have it. I think they have it. I don't think it's called self-love. I think they call it something else. Um <laughs> Because a guy will immediately tell you if he wants something, if he needs something, you know, if, if it's important enough to him, he'll tell you and then he'll move on, right? Like he'll, if this isn't for him, he'll say it, it doesn't work. But there are some There are some men who have emotional challenges, just as some women. And so they don't have the ability to uh, express themselves clearly and concisely and be vulnerable enough to even share wants and needs. But I think in general, a man will tell you, you know, hey, this is what I want and you can be with it or not. And I think us as women need to hold that that experience as well and be able to do that without fear.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. So in terms of you know, establishing self-love and awareness, what are some things women can do if they've never really thought about it? Um, you know, because self-love is kind of used um, very, very high level. Um, so if you were to kind of give like a self-love 101, um, what would you recommend a woman do that's maybe dating? Maybe she's been in a committed relationship for a couple years. Um, and then let's go, Again, far end of the spectrum, Um, a woman that's kind of been married for five years plus, but kind of might feel like she's losing herself a little bit. What can she do um, to carve out that time?
1: So the one thing, if you're dating um, and you're, you know, trying to establish yourself in, in, in this committed relationship, I think it's trying to remember who you were before, you know, you were with that person and find the most happiest you were and look at what activities you were doing. Okay. And so it's like, oh, was I, you know, and then, and making sure that they were healthy, safe, and responsible and things like that. And they're not going to impede on the development and the growth of your relationship, but finding moments. And, you know, again, it, it always goes back to finding quality alone time, whatever that may be, making sure that it's healthy, safe, and positive, and you're rejuvenated in that. And for a woman who is, married five years plus is really taking the time. And I I say finding pockets of air. Um, And that means like just finding moments in time and just recentering yourself until you can sit down with your partner and say, hey, you know, I would really like support in this. And you know, I'm going to start doing this activity or I'm going to start, you know, going for a walk by myself or whatever. But it's, again, finding an activity that brings some type of um, rejuvenation um, back to you on your alone time where you can think about yourself, you know, and reflect and not just reflect on negativity, but reflect on positivity, positivity and joy, things like that.
0: Okay, excellent. No, I think that that's great advice, definitely. Um, now let's get to some unconventional bitchy advice. Being that this is the hitch bitch audience. You know, they want to know some stuff that might be outside of the box. So, you know, since we're still in January and it's, um, you know, the new year kicking off, I might even push it into a little bit of early February. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what are what are some things advice wise you could give for people to prepare themselves for relationships for them just to kind of, you know, kind of jumpstart, reboot. But again, you know, focusing on them.
1: So this is going to be really, really unconventional, but the, I tell people your emotions are yours alone and your partner's emotions are theirs alone. And so it's, Mm -hmm. we tend to, you know, so it's eliminating the phrase, you make me feel, or, you know, when they, you say, you know, you make me feel so happy or you make me feel so mad. Yeah. Giving a person control over your emotions. Mm. And so the thing is, is that, no, I have control over my emotions and my emotional responses to things. Yeah. And so also we get tied up in our partner's emotional state. So if our partner is having a rough day and we're doing everything to try to make them happy and it's not working. Yeah. And it's because in our mind, we feel as though we have power over their emotions and we don't. mm. And so it's realizing your emotions are yours and I cannot be tied into them. And my emotions are mine and you cannot be tied into my emotions. And so the best thing to do is when you're having one of those days or you're having, you know, you're in those those moments of you're making me feel it's like, no, no one's making me feel any type of way I am. Mm. And so people don't like to hear that because, again, it goes back to, oh, my goodness, they make me so happy. But that is not that to me. It's a it's a fallacy in a sense. I cannot control. And yes, we impact. We definitely have impact on our partner's emotions. Right. We can do nice things um, to in. To influence their happiness. But if they're not happy with themselves, we can never make them happy. And if we're not happy with ourselves, our partner will never make us happy.
0: Oh, wait, say that again. That's real good.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's the thing. If you're not happy with yourself, which is why you need self love, if you're not happy with yourself, your partner will never make you happy and you will never be satisfied.
0: That's something to think on later, ladies. That is definitely something to think about. Yeah, no, that's good. That is good bitchy advice, Latrice. I like that. That's real.
1: <laughs> it's, it's really a hard pill to swallow. And <laughs> believe me, I've had to swallow that pill myself many of times.
0: Yeah, no, you got me thinking too. I'm like, yeah, you right, girl. Shoot. <laughs> um okay so um before we um we're we're coming up on the close um of our of our episode but um wanted to find out from you what resources um i know you have a workbook but what other resources workshops sessions trainings um do you have for women now or stuff that's going to be on the horizon that they can take advantage of
1: Right. So the workbook focuses the workbook that I have focuses on self-awareness, self-acceptance and unconditional love. So it's a really it's a, a book concentrated on self-discovery. So I love giving that book to um, my singles who are preparing for a relationship. Um, I also do consulting. So our sessions um, I'm also working on uh, intensive sessions. So maybe three hour session in one day to really do to, to sift through everything and do its relationship preparation. So I'm working on that. Um, I do lives every um, twice a month
0: on um, like um, like Facebook, Instagram, on Facebook right?
1: and Instagram, and then also I'm working on my YouTube channel. So that's later in the year, the YouTube channel, but I am working on that. Um, so I'm excited about that, but the lives are helpful. Um, the, the most important thing is the, the relationship consulting and the intensive workshops, um, um, appointments. So that, that's really helpful.
0: Okay, great. Now, if, um, the audience wants to get in touch with you, um, how do they do that? Like what's your, your email, IG, Facebook, Twitter oh, wow. handles, what's the best way?
1: So this is going to be easy. So my website is uh the two, lovecom My email is info at connecting the two lovecom My IG, Facebook, and Twitter is connecting to, two love, I'm love. So um, so it's Connecting to love all the way through. So you will definitely be able to find me, especially if you use the number two, um, you will be able to find me everywhere. So...
0: All right. No, thank you so much for that. This was amazing. See, I, look, hold on. And we just gave people, this was just like a little appetizer of you. Yeah. We got more of you in the book and um, Latrice is going to be um, a, a regular guest. Um, so this is just tip of the iceberg, lady. She's got more and more information and insights to to share with us to to make us um, the best girlfriends, fiancés and wives that we can be. But ultimately, the goal is to be the badass boss wife. Um, So that is it for um, our uh, episode. Uh, Again, uh, Latrice Wosu, thank you so much. I'm sending you virtual smooches right now just to say thank you.
1: I'm sending hugs and smooches too. Thank (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) All right, ladies. Well, as I like to say, um, make sure you keep it a little bougie. You can make sure you keep it a little hood, but at the end of the day, be bad, be bold, and be bitchy.